Lord, we thank you for being there for us at all times, Lord, before us now, forever, Lord God, Alpha, Omega, Deliverer, Lamb of God, Mighty God, Almighty Father, Prince of Peace. We praise you, Lord Jesus. We raise your name up high. Uh, we glorify you. We thank you for revealing yourself to us, uh, calling us into relationship and into new life with you, God. We thank you for your presence with us now and forever. Lord, help us lean on that. Let that become a source of joy for us, a source of rest, a source of peace for us as we go through our days, Lord. We love you. We invite you to speak to us in this time. Thank you, Lord. Amen. All right. Go and take a seat. Good to see you. The, the air is pretty clear. I like this. That's good. That gave me some joy this morning. That was the mixer question if you missed it. What gave you joy recently? It gives me joy to see the stencils back there. Woohoo! Right on. It gives me joy to uh, be here on Sundays in this beautiful place. We got shade. Um, maybe when you were heard, you heard that question, what gave you joy this week? Uh, something came quickly. You know, maybe uh, you won a promotion. Maybe you met a sales quota. Maybe. Uh, a client or boss sent you a nice letter. Uh, maybe you made some money. Maybe you um, had a good cheeseburger. Uh, maybe you found something that you had lost. I don't know. Uh, whatever that was, hopefully it came quickly. Hopefully, hopefully a situation came to your mind. And the joy that we were talking about there is a particular type of joy. That's the topic today. Uh, joy as in situational joy, right? Those things, uh, they didn't just uh, there weren't something that you maybe worked on or, or planned, but maybe more likely something that you felt in response to something that came to you. You know, Anne seeing her kitten. I like how she enunciates on those T's. That was impressive. She is an English teacher. Her kitten uh, was, you know, batting her dog's tail, right? That, that was spontaneous, right? She saw it. It gave her some joy. That's the typical joy that we experience. It's something that comes on you, something that happens in response to something you see or feel. All right. Now, there will be some moments of that in summer games, so stick around for that. And not just stick around, but participate. Like, go for it. Lean into it. Get in that water balloon toss, uh, sack race. Yeah, Jonathan's going to win again this year, but still, it will be fun. All right, so uh, these are joyful moments that we get. And this kind of joy, this situational responsive type of joy is found in the Bible as well. I've got a couple examples for you here. All right, John 20. This is after Jesus' death and resurrection. This is on Sunday, uh, Easter Sunday, John 20th. On the evening of that first day of the week when the disciples were together, all right, that they huddled together, with the doors locked for fears of the, fear of the Jewish leader, those, those particular leaders that had um, condemned Jesus to die, handed him over to the Romans. Jesus came in the midst of this and stood among them, surprising, right, and said, peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side, the marks that he had received on the cross, but he's resurrected, and the disciples, in response to seeing this, experience this, were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. 
All right, yeah, that's, that's a big one. I just I started with that massive one. All right, joy that sin and death have been conquered, that Jesus is back with them. All right, that gave them joy. Another example, 3 John 3. It gave me great joy, he writes to this, this, this church. He says, it gave me great joy when some believers came and testified, told me about your faithfulness to the truth. They're doing well. They're growing in the Lord. Um, telling how you continue to walk in it. So John heard a good report, and in response to hearing this news experience, felt joy. All right? Okay. We know what this is. Type 1 joy. All right? We've got type 1. we got type 2 today. So type, two, type 1 is your first filling in your bulletin if you're following along there. If you want a bulletin, just raise your hand so we'll run one to you. Uh, this type of joy, type 1, is situational joy. Right? That makes sense. Joy that comes on you, surprises you in response to something that you experience or see. All right, now, back to the mixer question. When did you experience joy? Maybe that was a hard question, maybe an annoying question because your week was hard. Maybe you had a really difficult week. Maybe you couldn't recall anything joyful. Um, you're like, man, that's kind of a bummer. I, don't, I didn't really remember experiencing joy this week. Uh, maybe you had a lot of anxiety or stress or deadlines or bad news, you know? Something about these mask mandates. Yikes, I don't even want to bring it up, right? School starting. Uh, you know, some, for some kids that's exciting. For other kids it's a dread-invoking thing. Uh, maybe that's what you're experiencing this week. Uh, maybe you or loved ones are battling sickness. You know, maybe you had some discouraging news lately. Maybe life is just hard right now. You are in a difficult stretch. You're not experiencing joy. So me, uh, this Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm, you know, I'm studying, I'm thinking about this topic, joy, and uh, I had a couple back-to-back -back difficult conversations. They were heavy, like just heavy stuff people are going through. And then I came back trying to work on this, this topic, and I thought, wait, where is the joy in this moment? Where is the joy? You know, how do, is this just, are we just kind of, doomed to wait around for this joy? Um, is there another kind of joy for those of us who are in a difficult season right now? Situational joy, you can't control it, right? It happens. Is there a joy you can control? That would be nice, right? Sign me up for that. That you can access, joy that you can access whenever, wherever you are, whatever's going on, whatever your circumstances or situation. And the answer, weirdly, and I mean that, weirdly, is yes. Amen. Yes, there's, there is a kind of joy that you can access any time. That's what God says. That's what his word says. It, God's word keeps pointing to this other kind of joy. And it's the same word in Greek, all right? It's the same word, but it's a different type. It's something that you step into, that you move toward. All right, let's, it's surprising, and yeah, we'll unpack it. All right, here we go. You ready? Another kind of joy that you can access anytime, even when things are hard. That sounds good. Let's see what I'm talking about here. Matthew 5, 11 through 12. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. All right, straight to the source here. Blessed are you, Jesus says, when people, listen, insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. All right, 
full stop. What? Uh, I don't like to be insulted. I don't like to be falsely accused. I don't like that stuff. My reaction is not going to be joy. So what are you talking about here, Jesus? But he says, blessed are you. Okay. Uh, verse 12, rejoice, be joyful, and be glad. Because when that happens, great is your reward in heaven. Okay, in heaven. Now we're going to put some brackets around that. Just kind of keep that in mind because we're going to come back to that. We're going to hear that again and again in here. Rejoice, be glad. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So in other words, you're in good company. Okay? Now, again, my feeling will not be joy in that moment of being slandered, falsely accused, mistreated, persecuted, because I'm somehow closely associated with Jesus. All right? Reasonable? Yeah. Uh, but Jesus is saying, rejoice, be joyful. Okay? Let's keep going, because maybe that's just a weird anomaly in Scripture. Uh, but no, it's not. Because we keep coming across this again and again, all right? Let's look at another example. Hebrews 10. This is a letter that we call Hebrews that was written to some Jewish Christians who were being persecuted, who were suffering, probably in Rome. All right, so things were not joyful for them, situationally joyful. But listen to this. Hebrews 10.34, he's reminding them, you suffered with those in prison, presumably for their faith, and joyfully, joyfully, Okay, because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. Better and lasting possessions. Where is he directing their mind in that? Heaven. Yeah, we're back to that heaven thing. Remember, we, we pinpoint, okay, we got heaven twice on there now. Let's keep those on the board. All right, because, again, this is, this is strange. What was their response to suffering? It wasn't anger or vengeance or resentment or bitterness. Maybe there was initially that. But at some point, that turned into joyful acceptance. How did they get from there to there? What's their secret? Let's read again. Let's just make sure we're really knowing what is being talked about here. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Letter to these Thessalonians. It says, rejoice, be joyful, always. Pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always, whatever, whatever's going on. All right, here's the conclusion. God is calling you and me, whatever our circumstances, to rejoice, to be joyful. So he's calling us into something. I don't quite see how it's going to work yet. Um, now, here's a question, and sometimes this happens. Do you think Jesus is saying, hey, just put on a happy face? When things hit, when you get bad news, when times are hard, when you're stressed out, when you're frustrated, when you're disgusted, when you're just fed up, just put on, come on, man. No, because we know Jesus has strong, harsh words for hypocrites, for play actors, right? Those who present themselves one way but are actually another way. No, this is not what we're talking about here. And sometimes people fall into that trap, right? You ever been to a... You ever been around people like that? You're just kind of like, no, it's okay. All right, you sure? You feeling okay? No, I'm worried about you. Um, that's not the joy Jesus is talking about. He's not talking about being fake. All right, 
So what is this? It's not situational joy. It's another type, type two joy here. Ready for your fill in here? This is joy, joy that you choose, you choose to step into. And that's a visual that helped me as I tried to practice this. It's you choose it and you choose to step into it. All right. How can I rejoice when things are hard, when I'm not feeling joy, when the situation is bad? How can I do that? How can I choose to step into it? Now, we heard some hints already, something about heaven. All right? Look to this. God realm oriented. God oriented. And future oriented as opposed to this short time now on earth. There's some, there's some hints to it already. Now, let's run through it more closely because, man, you're going to have an opportunity this week. Maybe you're in it right now where your situation is hard. How can I access this joy that God's word is talking about? All right, let's go to Philippians 4 here. Philippians 4, here it is again. Rejoice in the Lord. Hmm, that's, that's interesting. Heaven in the Lord is a condition or, a, or an a, attachment to this idea. Rejoice, be joyful in the Lord always. Same idea we've been hearing. I will say it again, because I know it sounds crazy at first blush. I'll say it again. Rejoice, be joyful always. Let your gentleness be evident to all. That's an interesting thing he adds there, because I know when things are difficult, when I'm stressed, when I'm frustrated, when it's not working the way I want it to work, I'm not gentle. I'm irritable, I'm grumpy, I'm, I lash out, I'm short-tempered, I'm impatient. I know it's not just me. <laughs> All right. Rejoice in the Lord always. Okay, ask the question again in your bulletin, right? Okay, but how? Okay, but how? Help me out here. This is still not clear how to do this. Then the next phrase, short easy to miss, Philippians 4, the second part of verse 5, he says, the Lord is near. The Lord is near. He is close. The Lord most high. The deliverer, the Alpha and the Omega, the Waymaker. Not Waymaker, Waymaker. He is close. He is near. This is the key. This is critical. All right, the Lord is near. That's a true statement. Bam. He doesn't qualify, does he? Just the Lord is near. Know that. All right, that's key. So we're going to spend some time really getting into that a little bit more. Now, Paul's writing this, just context here. Paul's writing that in 62 AD. That's about 30 years after Jesus' death and resurrection. Paul is writing it from prison. Unpleasant situationally, right? It's a hard situation. He's writing to churches in Philippi who are suffering. Their situation's rough. Even in that hard situation, because the Lord is near, you can rejoice. Even when that situation's going on, it doesn't feel like it. When it's hard, remember, reminder, the Lord is near. He is Alpha Omega. He's near. Okay, how near is the Lord? What does it mean the Lord is near? Near to them, near to you and me right now and when things are unpleasant. 
when I see when I fall in the sack race and Jonathan goes to the finish line, my hopes are dashed once again. How is the Lord near in that moment? Sorry, that's a little silly. The nearest of the Lord to his people is mentioned many times in many ways in the Bible. This is not like a little side topic. All right. Let's look at a couple places. First John 4, verse 13. Right to some people who have come into relationship with God through Christ, who are in this thing. He reminds them, he says, this is how we know, this is how you know, listen, this is how you know we know that we live in him. We live in him. And he in us. That sounds pretty close. It sounds pretty near to me. Right? He, how do we know this? He has given us of his spirit, his presence, his holy, powerful presence. He's given it to us. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, if anybody has received that revelation, has said, yes, I, I see that, yes, it's true, Jesus is the Son of God, then this is what happens. God lives in them, and they in God. If you've come to that place, first of all, just thank the Lord that he's made that known to you, that he is the Son of God. He's the one. Because what that does is it gives you new birth. It spiritually resurrects you. God puts his spirit in you. And now, if you're in that state, you're in that place, God lives in you. And you live right now in God. The Lord is near. How near? Next fill in. Let's capture that. Right now, I am in God. Right now, you are in in God. Wes just chilling in his seat there. He's in God. Right? That's crazy. The Lord is near. How near? You're in him. He's in you. Do you know that? Are you confident of that? Is that something that's like, yeah, kind of intellectually, conceptually, but in practice, day to day, not really? It's true. Lord is near. Whether you feel it or not, whether you believe it or not, whether you remember it or not this week, he is near. All right, right now I am in God. Another way this nearness of the Lord is described in the New Testament, uh, we get a couple places. I'm going to highlight Ephesians 2, 6. Listen, and God, after he helped you come into this relationship with, with him, after he made the way, um, God raised us up. This is what happened when you became a believer, when you came into this relationship with God. He raised you up. He raised you and me up with Christ. Where's Christ right now? In the heavenlies, right hand of God, the, the, the place of authority, the rule and reign of God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God raised you up with Christ and seated us, seated you and me with him in the heavenly realm. Seated you in some way Arthur sitting there, he's also seated with Christ right now in the heavenly realm. Christ who is in him and he who is in Christ. It's, wow, it's crazy. There's moments where I'm talking to him and I'm like, yeah, you know, you experience that reality, but to really speak it out is incredible, all right? So next feeling, right now, I'm on earth, you're on earth, and at the same time, Seated with Christ in heaven. 
you're this strange place on earth where heaven and earth meet. You got one foot in heaven, one foot on earth. You used to to just have two feet on earth. Now you are connected. The Lord is near you. God is in you. You are in God. You are seated with him. All right. Now back to applying this reality, this truth to everyday life. The command, rejoice. When he's saying rejoice, be joyful. He's directing you and me to remember this reality. This reality. To remember that this is now your situation. The Lord is near. You're in him. He's in you. This awareness is what makes it possible for you and me to step into, choose and to step into joy, whatever's going on. Uh, and I'm not saying it's easy. Okay, so I had a, um, no, I'll, I'll tell you that in a second here. Let me, I really want us to know how to do this. So I even broke it up into some babier steps, right? I need this. Hopefully this is helpful as well. So when things get difficult today, later today, uh, maybe you have a baby, 3 a.m. tomorrow morning, you're going to feel not joy because they're crying. You're going to have some bad news this week. You know, if something bad happens, it's not the question, it's when. All right, this side of heaven, that's where we are. This, we're still laboring under the curse that will be completely lifted in the new heaven and earth, but we're not there yet. All right, so when it gets difficult, here are the steps. How do I enter into the joy that God's face when I'm suffering on earth? Philippians 4, continuing with that, verse 6, do not be anxious about anything. All right, but in every situation, every situation, whatever's going on, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. We're given some actions to take. This is right after rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Next fill in, next first step, recognize. Step one, this is critical. You've got to recognize your anxious state. And we can broaden that out, your frustrated state, your hurting state, your depressed state, your, your depleted state. Recognize your situation. Be aware of those emotions. And sometimes, I don't know if it's a guy thing, maybe it's a Wayne thing, uh, it takes me a while to realize, oh, wow, I am annoyed. I'm, you know, things are bad inside internally. Um, step one, you got to recognize it, okay? Now, I did this fun thing um, last week, and I practiced this because I was already thinking about it, but it's called a root plane cleaning. Ooh. Sounds rough. Basically, uh, it is a periodontal procedure where they go under your gum line and clean stuff. Yeah, sorry, I I know that's not pleasant to hear. It's even worse to undergo. So I'm sharing my joy with you. So I'm in this situation, and, you know, uh, I'm on the table, you know, on the the sit-down thing, and got the bright light on me, and she's going to work at me. And I, I realized at some point, through the process, man, I am tense. My beat, my hearting, my heart is beating fast, right? My blood pressure is up. I'm tense. My jaw is tense. I'm just, yeah, because of what's going on in my mouth. So I recognize this. Uh, and if you don't recognize it, you're not going to go to step two, which is the critical step. Next step. Two, stop. Do not be anxious. Stop. Okay, how do I stop? I can't just, where's the brake lever? That'd be nice, right? Just brake lever it, uh, control the emotions, just pull back. Wouldn't that be great? A nice big lever. 
There's no lever, but there is kind of stop. How? By, in that moment, pressing into the God realm that you're part of. Okay, the reality is there, the Lord is near. It's stopping and pressing into that, stepping into that. For me, I'm visual. I'm like, okay, I'm actually like kind of stepping into that. All right, this is what praying with petitioning, thanksgiving to God, making requests known to God. That's pressing in. Prayer is pressing into the reality that the Lord is near. He loves me. He cares. He's present. I'm not just in this, you know, decaying earth. I'm part of this eternal thing now. It's stopping and pressing into that. That's what praying is. So instead of running with, continuing with my fear, my anxiety, my stress, my, you know, those emotions that can take me to bad places, instead of just running with those, I stop by pressing into the God realm, remembering that the Lord is near. Now, Colossians 3 Put some pieces together here for us. Colossians 3 says, since then you have been raised with Christ. That's just a given fact if you are in Christ. You've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is right now, seated at the right hand of God. Set your hearts on Christ and where he is. Set your minds on things above. Direct your attention to that. We're talking about pressing into the God realm, right? On things above, not on earthly things, not what's going on with you in that moment. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Set your heart, mind, things above, press into the God realm. That is how you can access joy, whatever's going on. It's for you. That's what he's talking about. And it totally helped, man. Not easy, but I kept pressing in. The sound was going on, the grinding sound is, you know, but just being in that. Now, what it did, now kind of, to some of you might sound, oh, that's just escapism. It's not escapism. It's reality. I'm really in the heavenly realm right now as I'm talking to you and in that moment on that chair. I'm on earth undergoing this thing, and I'm part of heaven. So I'm accessing that. I'm being present to that, and I'm saying, Jesus, help her do a good job. You know, give me peace. You know, that sort of thing. And a reminder I got as I'm in that moment uh, is verse 4. When Christ who is your life, that's, when Christ who is your life now appears. And he's talking about that future time when he appears to us, but just as easily and likely, maybe sooner, you know, I die and go to be with him. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory, free from the curse, free from the pain, free from disease, free from the, yeah, the curse of this world. We'll be fully restored. So God, remind me, this is temporary, Wayne. This too, this procedure will pass. Hang tight with me in this. All right, and here's the result of these steps. Here's the outcome. That can happen and does happen. Verse 4, I mean, sorry, verse 7 of Philippians 4 now, finishing it up. And the peace of God, go through those steps, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, right? This is big beyond understanding. You know, it's hard to grasp, right? The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. 
you can do this. We can do this. I've been playing with it this week as well. Little things, little stressful things, hard things. Okay, press into heaven. It's accessible at any time. Be joyful. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Because the Lord is near. So let's lean in him. Let's do it together now and then try it this week. Okay, let's go ahead and stand. We're going to pray. We'll go into our last song, but we're going to pray together first, kind of practice this. You ready? Charlie's ready. Formerly known as Brody. All right. Sorry, that's, that's a dog. For those online, that's uh, Angel's dog. All right, let's do this. If you're going through something hard right now, this may sound like, wow, come on. It may sound heartless. No, it, it works. Lean into it. It's Jesus offering it to you and me. Let's do this. Holy Spirit, thank you for your word to us. Lord Jesus, thank you for opening that way for us to come to you with freedom and confidence. No matter where we've been, no matter what we've done. Because of what you did for us, we can now come to you with freedom and confidence. You paid for it all. We thank you for making the way for us to come to press into the God realm. Thank you, Lord, that it's true. We who are in Christ are seated with you right now in heaven. Help that become more real, Lord. Help us practice that, Lord God. Help us to stop in that moment, catch ourselves when things are hard and we're running, we're running in that, that stress, that fear, that uh, torment, that distress. Help us stop and press into you. Thank you for calling us, wooing us, drawing us into your presence in that moment. Give us eyes to see. Give us images for this. Whatever we need, Lord God, give us your voice experience of your Holy Spirit to know that it's true. We are in you. You are in us. This is temporary. We're passing through. We're going on to glory with you. We thank you that that's true, man, because if it weren't, wow, this would be really rough. We praise you, God. We thank you. Help us this week do this. Come, Holy Spirit. Show us. Show us now that we are seated with you. Come, Lord God, give us ears and eyes to see that, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you that we are counted among that multitude, those people, those men and women who have been made right by you and are with you now. Those who have gone before us. David's there. Chopin is there. Moss is there. Lord, we are with you in some way. Thank you, Lord. Remind us this week when it gets hard, Jesus, that you are here. We praise you, Lord. We love you. We can't wait till we see you with, in all your fullness, Lord. It's coming. We know it. Help us, Jesus. Amen.